Thanks for checking out the Word of Life AG podcast. Each week, our staff meets to talk through one element of the mission, vision, and culture of our church. This portion of the podcast is all about bringing those messages to you. We hope that you enjoy this talk from our care pastor, Mike Chiz. I was given a book recently, um, and uh, uh, maybe a while ago now, but uh, and I can't remember who gave it to me, and maybe it was somebody here, but the book is called uh, The Life-Giving Leader, and it's written by a guy named Tyler Regan, and he is... I th- he was associated with uh, North Point Church for quite a while. He's written a number of books. But uh, this caught my eye, the life-giving leader, because I love the idea of life-giving. And, and Luke, even at the end of uh, worship, uh, was talking about that. So, and in the book, he asked this question. Um, it says, it is this, leaders... What if your greatest legacy was that people found life through your leadership? What an awesome, what an awesome thought. It's, it's, uh, it just strikes me as, as so, so good and so, so important. And there's another statement in, in, in the book, and there's a number of them, but these are, these just actually grabbed me. And, and that is how you lead affects people's faith, which is just uh, incredible to think about. It's just such a wow thing that, uh, uh, that how we lead as leaders affects, actually affects people's faith. And what a huge responsibility that is. Huge responsibility. A recurring princi- uh, principle in this book is... Um, that if you're going to be a successful, life-giving leader, you must lead from your truest self, which is a, which is a great, uh, a cool co- uh, comment. And, uh, and I know that all, all of us have been in that position at, at one time or another, and we, we are most comfortable and we're most effective when we are speaking from our truest self. And you know what that is. You know, what, you know when that's not you, when it's not you speaking, but it's not your truest self. And when you're doing it, when you're, when you're speaking your truest self, people sense it. There's a sense in people that you are, you are speaking, not just because for the opportunity of speaking, but you are speaking from your heart, from who you are. And conversely, they, when, when you're not they, those you are speaking to, sense it as well. So here's my problem as I think about these things that we've already talked about. And maybe it's yours too. The problem is often I don't like my truest self. And I I think we've, we've all been through that. And often my truest self is less, far less than good. Just ask my wife, and she'll let you know. So the question is, how then can I change my truest self? How can I be a better truest self? How can I change my character into what it needs to be so that I can become a more effective, 
a life-giving leader? The answer, I believe, is to allow the Holy Spirit, and this diverts a little bit from the book. The, the, I'm, I'm, I brought this book, but it diverts a little bit from this book and takes the focus to another thing. And I, th I believe the answer is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. And when we talk about life, I'm not, I, my goal is not for, to impart my life to someone else. My, my goal is to impart, impart spirit life to others because that's that's what that's what uh, charges us spiritually that's what advances us spiritually so I believe the answer is the Holy Spirit who lives in me in you in all of us and along with that not just lives in me but lives big in me and we control that the spirit of the prophet is subject to the prophet. So we, we control how big the Holy Spirit lives in us and how, how much we are allowing the Holy Spirit to help us develop the character of God in our own lives, which takes me to the fruit of the Spirit. Uh, and if my family were listening to this right now, this has been a, a, my, a theme because I am, I am a strong proponent of developing the fruit of the Spirit uh, in, in our lives, Galatians 5.22. And you all know what they are. I'm not going to go through. I am going to go through them, but I'm going to in more detail. So most certainly as we allow the Holy Spirit to transform us into the image of Christ, into what he, he God wants us to be, we can and will be a powerfully effective life-giving leader. People can and will find life through our spirit-led, fruit-bearing leadership. People's faith can and will be affected if we do it right. So how do we do it? What's, what's the answer? The answer is in the, in the Word of God. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit. What does that look like? And a lot of times, uh, just to digress a little bit from uh, my notes here, um, a lot of times we in, in Pentecost think being filled with the Spirit is all about the gifts of the Spirit and operating in the gifts of the Spirit. But I, I believe that it is so much more than that. Because the Bible says be filled with the Spirit. And, and then additionally, it says walk in the Spirit. And so we... we we stay in the Spirit, we walk in the Spirit, we realize the Spirit of God is dwelling in us, and we let the Holy Spirit live big in us so that the fruit of the Spirit will flow from us to those that we lead and those that we influence. Such a huge responsibility, but such a wonderful thing and a wonderful thought. And so here's, here's a brief rundown in my nine-point message. Of, of the fruit of the Spirit. And I'm not going to tell you anything you don't uh, already know, but uh, uh, Dan Rott used to say, our, our, our founding pastor, stirring up our pure minds by way of... I just lost it. Anybody got it? Anyhow, stirring up our pure minds. So, anyhow. So Galatians 5.22 describes uh, that, that fruit... And most certainly, as we allow the Holy Spirit to transform us 
uh, into the image of Christ. So I'm, I'm going to start with love. And, it go, and it's love, joy, peace. Uh, you know these, but I'm going to start with love, of course. So the love that we're talking about and we're saying about it uh, today is God's love. God's love. God's unconditional love. God's unfailing love for, uh, for those we lead and, and or influence. Loving, loving those that are hard to love or even, lo- or even like. That's our responsibility. The love of Jesus went past and was not hindered by the imperfection of those he called and those he ministered to. He loved them, and he loved their potential as leaders. Remembering, remembering us remembering in this whole thing that we ourselves were and sometimes are hard to love. So, so this, this love directive is, is huge. And uh, I want to share just a little bit. In our life group, we're, we're, um, we're using the, uh, the series The Chosen uh, for our discussion and uh, video that we watch. And personally, I love the way they're, they're portraying Jesus because Jesus is, is first of all, they, he's, he's a regular guy. He's, he's true God and true man. But he, they, they portray him as a, a loving, caring person who knows the hearts and minds and workings of, of the people that he's calling. And these are, by, by all means and in all ways, not perfect people, which is, which is great. So love, it starts with love, and, and obviously love is so important. But the next is joy. And the joy that the Bible is speaking of is not just happy, laughing joy. Good time, we're having a good time, and we're joyful. But, but the joy that the Bible talks about is a deep inside abiding joy. It's a godly joy. It's the joy that Jesus prayed to the Father for us to have. That my, and it says, he says this, that my joy would be in them and that their joy may be full. And it's not circumstantial joy, but it's a, the joy of the Lord that the Bible says is our strength. Joy that is evident to those we lead, bringing inspiration and life and motivation to live and lead joyfully, to be joyful people. And then there's peace. And the peace that we're talking about, as you know, is not what the world can give, but it's peace that passes, the Bible says, passes understanding. Peace that is beyond comprehension, that cannot be given by the world. It's supernatural peace. And when it's lived out, it becomes inspirational and creates a desire for that kind of peace in the hearts and minds of those that we lead and influence. So if peace is ruling and reigning in your heart, it's catchy. It's, it catches on. And then following that, it's, there's patience. And the definition of patience uh, that I found is this. The, the capacity to accept and tolerate 
delays, troubles, suffering, without getting angry or upset. So, should I just stop there? <laughs> it's, it's enough about that. But, but truly, um, bearing this fruit um, as you lead will be noticed by those that you lead. And it, it will give life, spirit life, rather than draining life through our impatience. And, and we can't be our best, truest self when we are impatient. It disturbs, that impatience disturbs our soul and in turn disturbs the soul of those that we're talking to. And I think all the time of, of Paul the Apostle, and these, these last few, joy, peace, patience. And I think often of Paul in prison um, in Philippians. Um, my favorite quote, be anxious for nothing. I think on these things. And uh, Paul was a great example. And, and the reason I know that these things can happen in us because, is because, in my estimation, they were almost perfected in Paul. Because, because in prison, he's writing to people and, and saying, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I say rejoice. He's, he's writing to people and, and, and say, be anxious for nothing. Uh, and, and instead, make your, make your request known to God. And then peace that passes understanding will come to you. And also, he, exhibit, he's, he exhibited patience, knowing, um, knowing that that he was in a, in a bad situation, but he did not let that bad situation rule him. He did not become, he did not become angry and upset. Rather, he, that, rather than he just took advantage of the time and wrote these letters to encourage other churches um, uh, in, in their walk with God. So patience, just huge. But the thing we, and we can look at Paul and admire him, but the thing that we, uh, uh, that we, we need to understand, we need to remember is that we can have that. We can have that same. It's available to us. But again, we're in control of how much of it we acquire and how much we really care about receiving. And then the next one is kindness. And kindness is uh, simply being friendly or generous or considerate. And um, that would be considerate of others and their needs, their difficulties, their shortcomings, or their imperfections. Just like we would want to be people considered of us in all of those things because to one degree or another, we all have them. So kindness that it, it, it proves our, first of our, our love of and our connection to Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. And again, this becomes inspiring to others and creates a desire for them to practice it themselves as they live and serve and lead in the capacities that they live and serve and leave, lead. And then the next one is goodness. And, and again, simply, goodness is just being good. Being a good person, not for the sake of being viewed as a good person, because that's the wrong motivation, but rather exhibiting and displaying the goodness of God, the fruit of the Spirit, that is in us, that makes people want it, strive for it in their own lives.
And then faithfulness. Faithfulness. We sang about that today as well. God is faithful. I'll say it again. God is faithful. There's no doubt about that. Over and over again, he proves it. God in us is faithful. God in us is faithful. When we are faithful and being examples of faithfulness by our loving, serving, kindness, and helpfulness toward those we lead, they will likely follow and, and do the same as they see that operating in us. And we're near the end. We're in point eight. Gentleness. This is defined as, this is cool. This is defined as tender and mild-mannered. When we respond to people, we are leading in a tender and mild-mannered way. We promote a sense of peace and safety and love. I'll say it again. When we are leading people in a tender and mild and mannered way, mild-mannered way, we promote a sense of peace, safety, and love. And when, and when you are gentle with something or someone, you handle it, it or them carefully. You're careful with that. And we as leaders need to be careful with those that we are, um, that we are influencing because they, they themselves can be tender like a little baby, holding a little baby and how careful we are when we take that, that little baby in our arms. And then the, finally, the last one is self-control. Self-control. Have you ever been out of control? Mm-hmm. Yes. Have you ever been out of control of your feelings, of your thoughts, of your actions? Have you ever been out of the Holy Spirit's control? When I wrote this one down, I, I have a brief story about something that happened in my life many years ago. But uh, it was a family situation, and we were given news that was very difficult for me to, to handle. And I totally lost it. I, I blew my witness to my family, my children, to so many, because I was out of control. And the circumstance brought me to a place where I was out of control. So I'm so thankful. That's just one of, of, of several. Again, talk to my wife. She can fill you in on the others. So um, I'm so thankful for, for a God who is self-controlled. And, 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 and he's he self-controlled about so many things. Um, and we are the beneficiaries of that. So if we can remain self-controlled as we lead, those that we're leading um, will, will benefit from that self-control. And this is a fruit that is so important at the moment, at the very moment that we need it. So 
we, we have to, this is why we have to be filled with the Spirit continuously because the mo we don't always know when that moment's going to come. For me, it's, it's, it's uh, driving. Um, that's one of my control, self-control areas that I'm, I'm pretty uh, weak in. And, uh, and I'm impatient, and, uh, and I lose my peace, and uh, I can go on. So um, for, for me, it's driving. Um, maybe it's a moment in, in your relationship with other people, or maybe specifically your spouse in marriage, that you lose control. And maybe say things or do things uh, that you would you would regret later, or maybe as uh, as far as the subject that we're talking about, may, may, talking about maybe it's a moment when we are facing a challenge in in conducting our leadership as as leaders, where we have to exercise self control as we tenderly and mild manneredly deal with with people issues. So in ending, um, just, just imagine, just imagine how life-giving and faith-filling our lives can be as we live, as we live out the fruit of the Spirit. When we, let, when we let God do what he wants to do in us, changing us, making, it, making us into what we want to be, imagine, imagine our truest self filled with the Holy Spirit, bearing the fruit of the Spirit, and that fruit changing and affecting others' lives. What an awesome responsibility. And what a great opportunity for us. So God, we come before you, and God, we first of all say, we loudly and um, Boldly say, God, you are faithful. You are good. You are all of these things that we just talked about. This is your character, God. And I pray, God, that we would, we would never come to a point where, where we are satisfied in, in our progression of becoming more like you. And, God, that we would always be yearning to, to develop, be developing your character and perfecting your character in us, Lord. That, that not that, that we would be glorified, God, but that you would be glorified. So God, use us, bless us, guide us, and we thank you, God, for your love, your joy, your peace, your goodness, your long-suffering, your kindness, your self-control. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, we hope that you were blessed and encouraged by today's talk. If you are a leader or a ministry director here at Word of Life, there are tons of resources available on our website. Head to wordoflifeag.org, go to the menu and tap on leaders. We'll be posting new episodes of this podcast every week, so be sure to subscribe to us anywhere you get your podcasts. See you next week.